It's National Public Radio. With news. Well, I, I know this idea is scary. Look at yourself before you pass judgment. Mr. President, you're deflecting. You're missing the context here. Culture. What do you guys think about culture? But you're forgetting to ask a crucial question. This is National Public Radio for crying out loud. In conversation. Darian, you're out of line. Change, change. I gave you a shot. It's my turn to get my point in. Everything we know about You're hearing this from You're just telling me this for the first time. Politicians. I'm hearing this from artists and activists. We're talking about uncharted territory. On National Public Radio. Hey there. It's Darian Grand. And welcome to NPR, a show about news and culture. Today, I am joined by J.H. Wickline and special news correspondent Jacob Eldred. Our cultural correspondent, Logan Gary Ledman, will be joining us later in this episode. Before we begin, I am so excited because we are getting ready to go back out on the road. And Houston, you're up first. Join Susan Davis, Asma Khalid, Ashley Lopez, Dominican Montanero, and me at Zalka Hall on Thursday, September 15th. You can find more information about tickets, including for students, at nprpresents.org. Thanks to our partners at Houston Public Media. We hope to see you there. I want to introduce first our, uh, our, our news. Culture, actually. My mistake. Our cultural correspondent, J.H. Wickline. Hi, everybody. I'm J.H. Wickline. You may know me from my writings in uh, the AV Club, also vulture.com also cracked.com, also uprocks.com. I write about culture. I write about TV. You can check out my substack. I've got a culture critique substack called TV is like food to me. Check it out. Um, and I'm really excited to dig into the culture of the day here on nationally syndicated radio. I, I got to say this is, my, this is my national radio debut, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm also excited. We are so excited to be bringing NPR to WYBC at Yale. We're also very excited to be joined live in studio by special news correspondent Jacob Eldred. Jacob, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Is my mic on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is, uh, is, is the headphones not working? No. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys, uh, to, to your show. Yeah, I'm, I'm the news correspondent. I make news. I break news. I see it as I call it, and then I call it when I see it. Wow. Um, that's really exciting. As a culture guy, that's all Greek to me, but so cool that we can get that news perspective as well. We are, and I mean, I think that's what makes this show so unique, is that we're going to be talking about both news and culture, um, and we are going to have Logan Gary Ledman joining us later in the episode. Um, I don't know if you guys had any introductory thoughts or anything you else wanted to add about what NPR is going to be like this semester, but uh, once we do that, we are going to move into our first segment, which is culture of the day. We're going to call that pop culture and happy hour. Uh, and so we're super excited to get that started. But before we do that, any other notes about how excited we are about NPR and, and, and what's to come for the listening audience? I've actually gotten some questions um, from people who want to know, you know, want to know about this show, mm, mm, mm. Um, who maybe aren't familiar. Uh -huh. um, we say we're doing NPR and they say, what does that mean? And uh, we say it's National Public Radio, and they say, Duh. what does that mean? So I'm here to explain what this show is. is this is National Public Radio. We're a syndicated radio show um, playing across the United States. You may have heard some of our, our uh, sub-shows, our, our, our subordinate channels. 
wait, wait, don't tell me, all things considered, left, right, and center. Um, Planet money, that's been a big one. Planet money's been huge for people who love money or planets. Uh, So we really have it all here at National Public Radio, and we're really excited to now share it with the Yale community, which has long been sort of a... Uh, a, a cultural black site where no culture can enter and no news can enter. So we're sort of finally opening it up to the rest of the world and allowing Yale for the first time to hear the news of the day and also the culture of the day. We heard from the Yale administration upon submitting the request um, to broadcast this show. Of course, they have very strict laws here. You can get censored very easily. But we heard from them about how thankful and grateful they were that somebody finally, after all these years, is bringing both news and culture to this campus. I know people have tried to bring one of the two at times before, but unprecedented combination of both. And that's why I'm really excited to transition right into Pop Culture Happy Hour. Pop Culture Happy Hour. That's right. So, cultural correspondent, J.H., take it away. So I'm really excited to talk about culture today, but uh, culture is a really broad term. What do we mean by that? Um, Let's dig in. My question of the day is, uh, can we define in plain English in simple terms that anyone can understand, maybe a sentence or two, what makes art good or bad? Um, people have tried to nail this down before. There have been certain tests proposed. Uh, the Bechdel test is one. Um, the, if, for those who don't know, the Bechdel test is uh, if uh, whether or not a film or book or what have you has a scene wherein two women talk about something other than a man. And uh, that's a good barometer, but it only takes you so far. So uh, I'm going to open this up to the room. But what's a simple test that we can apply to determine whether art is good or bad? Whether you can apply to any movie or TV show and just be like, this is good or bad based on this simple test. So I've been thinking about this for a while now. And my, my proposition is that we create this kind of grand arbiter of taste, right? So if mm, like, someone mm, could just tell mm. us art is good, yeah. art is bad, then we'd know. Then we'd have the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a kind of... Uh, I don't want to use the word barbaristic. I'm thinking of a better word that's less offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Simplistic uh, model, you know, an yeah. introductory version of this is just to, to pick some guy, some dude. Just or, pick some, or some, lady some person, some person um, to just tell us what's right or wrong. I mean, for a while we had the late, great Roger Ebert, but since his murder, it's been difficult to, uh, to know uh, what to like and what not to like. Exactly. And then once this model is perfected, say 30, 40, 50, 80 years after... We can create these kind of larger institutions of um, hegemonic cultural control, um, and then yeah. they can kind of have armies of correspondents who, who, who tell us what is good and bad. But all under a centralized sort of like maybe ministry, or, a, or, or a, what would that be, a government body, or a private no. corporate body, or a sort of socialistic, communalistic body of cultural thinkers? See, as, as, your, as your humble news correspondent, I was thinking more along the lines of a kind of dominant cultural force in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so Interesting. So if a newspaper or some sort of paper-based news outlet, um, they would have that control unilaterally in, a, in an apparently capitalistic and um, merit-based system, but one that is clearly actually not. That makes a lot of sense. Have you ever stolen from a convenience store? Um, only cigarettes and condoms. Cigarettes and condoms. So you've stolen cigarettes and condoms from a convenience store. Interesting. But only to give them to the homeless guy out front. Get that down, Darian. Get I, that down. Anybody, uh, sorry about that. Um, um, I, I got it down. C- cigarettes. Y- yeah, just get it down on the phone. Get it down it. on the phone. Yep. Okay, yeah. So he's stolen. He's stolen from a convenience store. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Darian, uh, do you yep. have any thoughts on the culture of the day? Well, I mean, I, I like the conversation you two were having regarding tests. Um, 
In my mind, I think we waste too much time trying to determine whether or not art is good or bad, where we should be spending more time thinking about how we can develop a culture yeah. that feeds off of and works in tandem with the news. The news is so important so, to culture. I hate to keep coming back to this, but it really is like I... It's, it's hard to put into words how groundbreaking this show is for that reason. And it's because mm -hmm. of like how passionate I am about intersecting culture. Because right now, you've got culture, right? And you've got people, you know, you can, you can analyze art and you can say it's good, you can say it's bad, you can say it's indifferent, you can say whatever you want about exactly. art. It's bad. The problem is, you do all that and the missing, I mean, it's like the elephant in the room. You're missing a huge component of your test, which is, does it intersect with news? Does it intersect with news? And this is the sort of show where you'll you'll catch us, you'll catch us talking about the new season of Breaking Bad, which began last week, and then in the same breath, we'll be talking about the political situation in uh, Uruguay. So we're sort of trying to unite those things and go, hey, let's look at the, let's look at the intersections between the um, the Michael and Breaking Bad, yeah, and, and the Michael Bennett campaign mm. and uh, the recent changes in the Teletubbies writers. Room, Michael Bennett, you know? that's right. I um, recent hirings and firings. Yeah, in the Teletubbies writers' room, which is which is if you read the trades like I do, if you read Deadline.com and if you write for Deadline.com, you know about those changes. So, so Bennett is actually an interesting character, especially in the context of the show, because he really embodies the intersection between news and culture. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard there was another show very popular last semester, The Unseen Hours, featuring Doja Cat. Yeah, yeah. That uh, had you know he was going to be a guest on that show, and I think it's both because of that show's you know cultural implications, but also because because he has a certain draw with women 18 to 24. And it's difficult for people who are involved with the news to typically have that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think at some point, just an idea, we can do a little case study on Mr. Bennett and, and, and how he's developed that kind of, uh, that kind of persona. But uh, it's a story for another time. Yeah, most, most news organizations and, and most news, news figures, their fans are exclusive, exclusively uh, silver foxes and cougars. Um, most listeners uh, to those shows are, are very, very attractive men and women over the age of 50. Um, and Michael Bennett sort of really brought, I think, news and culture to the broader uh, population of the United States. You know, you see he guest starred on Euphoria, which was a big thing for his, uh, for his reach. Um, so that's really exciting to see, and it's really sort of what National Public Radio is all about. So... I appreciate this introductory happy hour about culture. Uh, I do have to say, we do have a tight, tight schedule to stick to. So any final thoughts about culture, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm jumbling my words here, our cultural happy hour before we move to our first music break, and then after the break, we'll have a new segment as well. So uh, I'll kick it to Jacob. Any final thoughts about culture? Look, I mean, what we're doing here broadcasting publicly is setting the tone. And I think it's really important that we, that we take care when we do that setting the tone. Yeah, and, for, and I would also add that that's more important now more than ever. Um, I would like to give my, my pop culture pick of the week. I recently was, was at the theaters crunching on that popcorn, and I had the privilege of seeing Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling in theaters now. And let me tell you, uh, if you don't see this movie, then I am worried about you and not seeing the movie. Check it out. I give it five, five thumbs, five thumbs, thumbs up out of five. Um, 
it's uh, it's a hoot and a half. Speaking of uh, JH, before we go to break, where did this phrase five stars come from? Nobody has stars anymore. That was such an old, like, 16th century thing. It's now, it's thumbs. You got to give them five thumbs or two thumbs or three thumbs. Stars doesn't make any sense. Just my two cents on, on culture. Save it for the cucumber, Darian. All right. Up next, we have a great song live in studio. Oh, I should, I should preface this. Um... Uh, NPR will be doing regular Tiny Desk conference uh, concerts in studio, Tiny Desk concerts, wherein up-and-coming artists come in and play live in studio, show us their stuff, and uh, broadcast to all the good people out there. So this is a young up-and-coming band out of Denver, Colorado. They're all 13 years old. They're called Genesis, and the song is That's All by Genesis.
Welcome back to National Public Radio, also known as NPR. With me in studio is J.H. Wickline and special correspondent Jacob Eldred. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We are moving into our newest segment called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and it's going to be a roundtable quiz of current news, a kind of a way of getting the audience familiar with the news of the day. So for that reason, uh, I'm going to allow you guys to dictate the kind of flow of this. I have five prepared questions for our, for our, uh, our two correspondents here. Um, you guys could flip a coin. You could hash this out. Who wants to answer first? Because, of course, whoever answers first, the other person will know their answer. And That's then, true, because you know, they'll have heard them say it. Yeah. So um, I'll answer first. Okay. Or wait, I'll answer second. Your special correspondent feels like he's being verbally manhandled by the clearly dominant host figure in the room. I'm just the culture correspondent. He's just the culture correspondent. But no, I'll do whatever Joe wants me to do. J.H. wants me to do. Uh, J.H. is going to go second. Okay. So with that being said, I will kick it first to Mr. Eldred. Question one. Far right-wing politician Giorgio Maloney has become the prime minister of which European country? Do, 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 do. That's not NPR. It's national, it's public radio. Wait, wait, don't tell me. What's your answer? Is Italy still in Europe? Italy is still in Europe. I'm going to go with Italy. Okay, locked in. J.H.? Darian, I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling Italy as well. Bing, 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 bing. Two for two. Two for two. That's wow. right. And for the audience at home, Italy does have a new prime minister. How's that? Little news for the day. Wait, one second. Not, the the Genesis. She's very far to the right. Let me real good. The Genesis guys are just standing there. You guys can go. Real, really good. Yeah, real, no, really good, guys. That was, that was great. That was great. Yeah, the desk was really tight. You, you can go, though. Okay, sorry. sorry. That's awkward. a little, that's, that's not very professional. But they were just, they were just looking at us. Like, yeah, no, you're good, you're good. All right, bye, guys. Fantastic. Sorry. Okay, second question, second question. Question number two. NASA's DART spacecraft is set to collide with a small blank on Monday, September 26th. Jacob? You're my, um... Uh, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm gonna go nope. with, um... You know, what's more impactful, the media or a meteor? I'm going to go with meteor on this one. Okay, meteor. Um, so I, I have two things to say. One yep. is my answer, and the other is you clearly selected these questions a little while ago because uh, it says is set to, but then that's a date that's in the past. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go not meteor, but asteroid. Lock it in, Darian. It's locked in, and bing, 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 bing. It was indeed asteroid. Aww. Unfortunately, I don't have an update for you on whether or not it did collide. It did, it actually. Did oh, did it? It did. Yeah. Wow, that's why I have my news correspondence in here. That's okay. right. Question number three. President Biden surprised singer-songwriter Blank with the National Humanities Medal on September 25th. That's very long in the past. I wouldn't know that. Can you repeat the question? President Biden surprised singer-songwriter Blank with the National Humanities Medal on September 25th. I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Is it? Is blank the name of a new singer-songwriter? And in that case, what yeah, is it? No. Sounds like just a statement. No, silly gooses. The question is which person fills in the blank. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Taylor Swift on this one. Okay. It's pure guesswork. On this one, what's the year that this happened? This year. This year? Yep. Wowee. Um, 
I'm going to go with, uh, with American pop sensation Lizzo. I'm guessing Lizzo. Incorrect on both fronts. It was Sir Elton John. Wow. This soundboard you have is very good also. Yeah, we developed this actually, um, and I'm glad you mentioned that. That was a gift from um, President Bill Clinton a couple years ago when we were just getting the idea for the show off the ground. He gave us that board. Um, So shout out to um, uh, William Clinton. I don't know. I don't know if we want to shout him out. Just, just, just now, just now. Question four. Okay, okay. Why was Happy the Elephant in the news in June? Um, I, I'd actually like to go first on okay. this one because of his infectious smile. Okay. His infectious smile. I'm going to go with monkeypox. Two good guesses, but. Oh. The answer is a top New York court ruled that Happy the Elephant is not legally a person. Wow, that's stupid. That's so that was kind of a big deal at the moment, but you know it did happen, and that's why we are bringing you that news. Is she a person? Happy the elephant? Yeah. Well, depends who you ask. Is it like a a legendary singer songwriter situation, or is well it an elephant? It's tough because the court said they're not a person legally, but you know it's. I think it's kind of tough to say one way or another. In cases like this, I tend to defer to the um, Scott decision. No, 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 no. That's actually That's, not, no, not, not at a, all. Actually, not one of the no, better wow, ideas no, in no, no. history. Um, yeah, thanks for coming by, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate you. Um, it's, about, it's, about, it's about setting the tone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, do, we, uh, do we have another question? Yes, the final question. Which U.S. national park, known for its wilderness and active geezers, closed for several days in June after record rainfall washed away roads and bridges? I'm going to go first, as is my uh, divine right. Yeah. I'm going to say Yellowstone National Park. And I'm just going to piggyback off that thought and sort of, uh, uh, sort of uh, piggyback and say Yellowstone. Ding, 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 yes. ding. It was Yellowstone. Yes. So oh, at no. the end of our five questions, I believe the tally was four for JH and two for Jacob. I think that's wow. three for Jacob. And more importantly, five for the listening audience. Wow. Great job, listening audience. So with that said, we're going to move into our next segment. Thanks for playing along at home for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Roundtable. We're going to move into our next segment, and this will be an interview with our special correspondent, Jacob Eldred. Una entrevista con Jacob Eldred. And the topic of this interview will be Hidden New York City. Take it away, J.H. Nueva York Escondida. Hidden New York City. The New York City we think we know is full of tall buildings and taller personalities. But what lies beneath the surface? Today, New York native Jacob Eldred is here to tell us just what goes on in the shadows of those great big buildings. Jacob, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Thank you. So my first question for you, Jacob, is as a lifelong New York native, living in New York all your life, lifelong, what exactly is going on in that great big city with those tall, tall buildings? See, you see... New York's a beautiful town. Uh, it's home to many people, and each of them leave, lead, I've been told, vast internal lives. Wow. Uh, and they're kind of taking the subway and taking the bus, and they're going to work, and they're going home, and they're meeting women, they're meeting men, they're meeting everything in between. They're going to have fun with them. They're going to have a good time. They're, they're going to go out. They're going to stay in. And that's where the beauty of it is this kind of co- coaxial wave function that is New York City, mm-hmm. where everything just lays over on top of everything else. And what you have is this kind of ocean you know and when you see the surface of the ocean you don't actually know what's going on 
but you see a kind of beautiful interference of all the energy that's held within. And that's what New York is to me. That's really beautiful. Um, rumors have been swirling recently about New York native subway rats learning to read but not write. Your comment. You know, reading is the foundation of the media. Uh, and as a news correspondent, it's more important to have a reading public than a writing public. The writing public gave us Twitter. The reading public gave us democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the rats. New York Mayor Eric Adams is in the news this week as the mayor of New York. Your thoughts? You know, I liked it better when New York had America's mayor, a.k.a. the mayor of 9-11, a.k.a. Rudy Giuliani. Mm. Um, the mayor of New York being New York's mayor is just, it's more than we can handle right now. Frankly, we need, one well, not America's mayor, we need someone's mayor. If I may, the election of Mr. Adams has brought some news into the news, and that is the news of crime. So I ask you, Mr. Eldred, about crime in New York City. A, have you ever engaged in criminal activities? No. Well, let's dig into that. Um, Jacob Eldred, have you ever lied before? No. Is that the truth? Thank God for that. Yes. No, that has to be the truth, because he said he's never lied. How could it be a lie if he's never lied? Think, Darian. Oh, Think. I keep getting tricked and confused on this, Joe. It's okay, it's okay. He means well. Um, yeah, so Jacob, we're just, we're just taking a survey, just in general, um, trying to, you know, increase our, our, our dearth of uh, knowledge. Sort of the argument we've been making on this show is that everybody commits crimes. Wouldn't you agree? Like and it's yourself? not that big a deal. Um, Wouldn't you agree that you commit, you know, just everyday crimes that aren't a big deal? Jaywalking. You know, it's, it's not a matter of, of agreement necessarily as much as it is a matter of uh, blatant accusations. I think that's much more important in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really important. Have you ever done jury duty before? Um, I've actually been evading jury duty for months now. In, Interesting. In two different jurisdictions at three different in levels. two jurisdictions at three different levels. Yeah. Eagle-eyed listeners will notice that that adds up to six. They might, they, they might add that up. Jacob, have, you ever, have you ever jaywalked? As a matter of fact, I jaywalked just, just today. Wow. And how did it feel, Jacob? It, it didn't feel great. You know, committing a crime against society should never put more than blood in one's veins. That's right. That's really important. And frankly, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, Jacob, have you ever uh, falsified... Um, information on a tax form. No, interesting. I've never done that. Interesting. Okay, okay. And this is this is just this is just for you know it's it just says this on my screen. It just says this on my screen. Um, um, have you ever or um, will you ever intend to be a member of the Communist Party? <laughs> it just says this on my screen. It's um, okay. Um, it's not even a big deal. It says it's not a big deal on my screen. No, no, I, no. Interesting. Interesting. I wouldn't even think of doing that. No. Are you registered to vote? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. I actually registered Interesting. for an, an absentee ballot just last week. Just wow. today. Why? Just yesterday. Why? I I plan on being absent from my home district the day of the election, November twelfth. Very interesting. Jacob, um, do you have any library books at your house? I have, I have one library book at my house. Interesting. And when did you take that out of the library? I took that out of the library um, one year, 
three weeks and two days to this day. But I've renewed it three times. Oh, interesting. So interesting. It's, so it's legal. It's not. So it's it not, is it's legal. Not, it's, not, it's not. It's not stolen property. Okay, don't write that one down, Darian. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um. This is really. Uh. This is really fantastic stuff. Um. We're gonna move on to our to our next uh, music break. We've got a whole nother performer lined up here right now. Ready and at the do- tiniest desk you've ever seen. This desk is, frankly, even smaller than the... The Genesis guys thought that their desk was tiny, but it was like... We gotta be honest, it was the size of a normal desk. They brought in a, a totally normal-sized desk, and they were like, this one's tiny. Because I think they, they come from money, so they're used to, like, those giant mahogany desks. So they brought in, like, like, the, like a dorm, like at a Yale dorm, a default-sized mm. desk, and they were like, look how tiny this desk is. Anyway, this performer understands... Uh, the premise. So his desk is about the size of a Jack Russell Terrier. Um, and we're really excited from here from him. This is uh, Tyler the Creator and uh, his song, Earthquake. For real, for real, this time. Don't leave, it's my fault 
just been sort of difficult for me recently because it's like she, she just never listens to me and it's like, you know, it's like she treats me like a kid and it's, I'm not a kid anymore. No. I'm not You're like 14 now. I'm 14 now and she just, I don't know, sometimes I, sometimes I, it's just, it's just like she, she's looking at me and she's looking through me and it's like, mom, wow. like, I'm, I'm on NPR now. It's just, it's not supposed to, I didn't think it would be like this still. You'll get through this, Joe. I don't know. Joe. I mean, yeah, I'll get through it, but it's, my life's supposed to be good. I, I just want to be happy all the time. I just want to be happy all the, okay, wait, we're going to be back on air soon. Hold on, where are they? It's just, I deserve, I deserve, okay, I'm going to turn on the mics. Where do I sit? Okay, I'm going to turn on the mics. And we are back. Welcome back to National Public Radio. I'm your culture correspondent, J.H. Wickline, and we are joined in studio now. Logan Gary has joined us, but before we introduce him, we wanted to introduce our newest segment. Our newest segment is called Citizen's Arrest. Logan Gary, take it away. Jacob Eldred, you are under Citizen's Arrest. You're under Citizen's Arrest for the crimes of stealing cigarettes and condoms, evading jury duty, and jaywalking. Congratulations. Thank you. It's really been an honor to be on the show with, with all of you guys, and I look forward to listening to it from whatever concrete box I call home. So we have called the authorities right now. Logan Gary is not technically an authority, but due to the laws of citizen's arrest as put forward in the Connecticut Constitution, uh, Logan will, will physically prevent you from leaving if you attempt to leave before the authorities arrive. Jacob Eldred, I'm going to be restraining you physically. So do I have Is your permission so? to do that? You have my consent, Logan Gary. Awesome. So, really exciting. Is this working? The microphone? Yeah, yeah. Really exciting new segment that we just debuted there. Um, it's called Citizen's Arrest, and you guys just saw it in action. And we intend to do that for every guest on this show because while we do like to dig into news and culture, we are also uh, stewards of the law here at NPR. I wanted to thank Mr. Eldred for joining us today on NPR. He will now be taken to Citizen's Jail here in studio. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we'll be transitioning to our newest topic, which is introducing Mr. Logan Gary Ledman. Logan Gary, welcome to NPR. Thank you. It's a, it's a real privilege to be here today. Um, I'm really happy to be continuing to be a part of the show starting with starting right now. And uh, I think it's important that uh, my, my introduction to the show comes as part of, you know, um, expressing the importance of the law. Because the law is something that, uh, that uh, we often forget about, but it's... It's like the stars. You, you, sometimes you, you don't mm. see it, um, but it really counts. It really counts. So, Logan, my understanding is that you are brought on today and every day, because, of course, you are our correspondent, as a news specialist. Is that true? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I, uh, I, I used to work for science.com, um, and... Uh, that was a, a really wonderful job, but I was, uh, I, was, I was lucky enough to be, I now see it as luck, I was lucky enough to be passed over for a, a big job at science.com and uh, found my way 
over here where, you know, and again, you know, you sort of have a lot of um, surprises along the way in your life. And I'd applied here for maybe, I thought maybe I would get a position as in more of a hosting role for this particular show. Um, but I was brought on as a, as a news correspondent. And I'm excited to, uh, you know, bring a passion for the physical sciences. Yeah, okay. And so we are we are very happy to have you, Logan, Gary. Actually, I would like to speak on that, too, for a moment. Sure, I also, of course, Chase. I was sort of, when it was presented to me, this job, on I, I found it on Indeed.com. And um, the job was listed as host of NPR. And then I clicked on it. And um, and then after I got the job and after I signed a lot of papers without reading them, they, they did tell me they meant a host, and by host they meant co-host, and by co-host they meant correspondent. And then I said, well, that's not really fair. And then they said, well, that's the power of language. So uh -huh. I'm really excited to be here to talk about culture is my point. Well, I'm, I'm glad. So as the host of NPR, I am really touched and honored that our two correspondents have joined us today. With that being said, I'd like to transition us as what the host. What are your credentials? I'm just curious. To the Darian, new. What are your credentials? Really yeah. yeah. Well, just because it, as, as we're debuting this show here today, yeah. I'm, I think it's great for us to let our listeners know a little bit more about uh -huh. us. And so yeah, we've yeah. shared our backgrounds. Uh -huh. uh -huh. And uh, Nader was one. I was an assistant Darian. managing editor at uproxx.com yeah. for one year. So if you go on dariangrand.com, you'll see some of my background. But I will say this is my first time on the air. Oh, wow. Which is super exciting. I, I really have enjoyed radio so far. It's been a whirlwind of a, of a kind of thing. Um, I would say I have not really been familiar with news and culture all that much, um, which is why I have my correspondence here with me. Sure. Uh, I will add that when we first had the idea, and I say we, and there's like a loving we. Of course, it was not my idea, so to speak. But when we had the idea to start this show a couple years ago, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I didn't really envision myself being a part of it, and partially because I wasn't part of the team that came up with the idea, so to speak. But, you know, I just didn't see myself fitting in as a role here. But then I was approached by the higher-ups. I don't want to name any names, but I was approached by the higher-ups, Lauren Michaels, and I was told that there was a role for me as somebody who has had a lot of experience in radio, makes a lot of perfect sense, as the host of NPR. And I've never heard of NPR, but I thought maybe it's kind of, kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. So here I am. And, uh, you know, during the days I, uh, I work at the Subway Sandwiches. Uh, I'm a sandwich artist there. Um, and, you know, in my hour break, I usually, because I, you know, because it's sub, you can eat lunch while you work. That's so, so cool. That's one of the perks. During my lunch break, I come here and I record NPR. Um... Yeah, so that's great. I think we'll both be emailing in NPR corporate about that's you know that that's something to be to be figured out and yeah, sometimes time. restructuring. So you know, it maybe as a little moment of connection here. When I uh, I, I, I used to work at at Wendy's. Oh, very nice. A long time ago, which is sort of uh, off know, brand it's, it's, Subway it's, sandwiches, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, it just I, it, it puts me in a good mood to remember back to my break where. Uh, I, I remember reading uh, Lawrence Krauss's book, Something from Nothing, on, on those bricks. And that's a, a really wonderful text about, about how atoms came from the, from the black hole. And um, those, the, those, were, those were good days. So I just, you know, the, maybe we have something in common here, Darian. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. So I'm going to transition us to the next segment. And that one is called uh, Left, Right, and Center. 
and it's going to be Logan Gary's segment on news. Uh, do we have intro music for that? Uh, yes, we do. Just a moment. Left, right, and center. Great. Logan Gary, take it away. Yeah, so uh, in, in our, our, our news, news of the day, um, one of the important things that, that we're seeing today is uh, uh, Trevor Noah may be dating Dua Lipa. We saw this is, this is all over the headlines. Where does that and, fall on the left, right, and center aspect of the... Is that right? I think that's right. The... You're, you're well, at, so the I actually have think, to be. I think the no. I think we're each supposed to take, which is difficult for me. I'm sort of politically spiritual, so I don't necessarily fall into any one category. But I'm happy to argue. And so, if you just tell me to oh, be left, I am, right, I'm or sorry. center, I, I guess I, I misunderstood the the concept of this segment. Of course, not my idea to run this segment. I'm just. I kind of like just like a free-flowing spirit trying to go with the flow of things. That's yeah. how I got this job. That's yeah, how I'm going to run this. I don't want to. I don't want to go off on this, but. You know, we could use less of the word spiritual on this show, maybe. Okay, okay. Maybe um, if we think a little bit more about rationality. I'm sorry. Reason, this is, so this is my beliefs better, but, that you're going after. You're but going that's, after. but we're not, you know, that's, that, not, that's, that's, that's not the main point right now. So let's say, so uh, JH. Yes. If you are interested in taking the the center position on Dua Lipa and Trevor Noah, both I, important I do, political figures. This is a, a, a dynasty being born here. And so I'm wondering if you can give us, just start us out with the, the center position on this. Well, uh, so the pundits are going to talk their talk. They're going to flap their lips like they always do. You're going to tune into MSNBC, and you're going to hear one thing. You're going to tune into Fox News, and you're going to hear another thing. But if you, if you go to coffee shops across America, and you hop on their, uh, their Wi-Fi, and then you hop online, and you go to, 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 to normalthinkers.com, then you're going to hear the same thing, which is, uh, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but ultimately... Those two kids are having a lot of fun. He's making little jokes. She's singing little songs. And uh, they're making each other happy. So uh, I'd like to take a step back from partisan politics for a moment and uh, advocate for, uh, for a modest tax on the rich. Nader, uh, I believe you're taking the right, the right view on this. Please, you can present the... Uh, the right-wing view on Trevor Noah and Dua Lipa. I, Darian Grant, will happily take the right-wing view on this p sort of situation, so to speak. I think that what's important to remember when it comes down to people like this is a free market and letting the market be free. In the case of a dating market, so to speak, mm. oftentimes the, the powers that be, the government, the pundits like J.H. mentioned over there. He and I see eye to eye on some things, not a lot, but we, you know, there's some common ground there. The pundits do flap their wings and talk their talk, and uh, sometimes they even take off into flight, and when they do, they move the market in ways that are not conducive to progress. And the only way you can really have progress in this country is if you let the people be free. And what I mean by that is nobody should tell you how to live your life or what to do, and nobody should take the money from you, and nobody, nobody gets to tell Trevor Noah who we can and cannot date. It's all about freedom. It's all about markets. 
And that's why you saw the NASDAQ jump 100 points upon the news of Trevor Noah and Dua Lipa dating. It's because they appreciate freedom and no handling, meddling, freaking hands of the getting worked up just thinking about it, of the government in people's. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be center, but that was yeah. actually that really that just convinced me. I don't know. Well, Joe, and let is, me let me see if maybe I can make a stab. Okay, at, at okay. something to now you've become our impartial jury. Yeah, yeah. And I like what he said though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is going to be more from from more from maybe the the left wing side of things. I'm going to toss just toss out a, a little left wing perspective here, mm-hmm. and um, what I'm going to propose it it, it 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 might seem wild, it might seem unusual, but I think. I think if you are on TV a certain number of times, you should not be allowed to date anymore because, and this is, this is the left-wing perspective here, but when you're on TV a certain number of times, more, more women are interested in dating you because your face hey, is on Hey, excuse me, you're talking about unfree markets right now. No, exa- well, and, 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 so, and so it kind of, it, it takes up more space for maybe... People who are on the radio. If you can you know, hear these, so, I, I don't want to interrupt, but if you can hear these sirens in the background, they are coming to apprehend uh, Jacob Eldred. I'd, right. also, I'd also like to say, uh, Logan Gary, very impressive how you've managed to maintain such a me- measured tone while you have had him pinned on the ground yeah, this yeah, whole well, time. Because yeah, he is easy. struggling. He is trying to get up. So I yeah, really absolutely. appreciate it. But also, interestingly, hey, hey, he's not struggling that hard. No, he's not. It's more a show. He just doesn't want to seem like Just he's... wanted to give a quick shout-out to the police officers that will be apprehending Mr. Eldred. They do great work, and they do their jobs with compassion. Whether you're left, right, or center, we can all agree that the boys in blue are, are stepping in to do what they need to do to Jacob Eldred. And if I could add on that real quick, I, I think we can all also agree, left, right, and center, that something like a citizen's arrest is how we make progress in this country. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever nonsense you were spewing over there about TV and stopping people from dating, that's how we go backwards. And I think we can all agree, left, right, and center, that the government should take a larger role in um, administering health care and health insurance to the American people. Anyway, up next, we've got a, a great, I'm really happy about this get. This is, this is one, of the, one of the most cultural, I think, uh, tiny desk performers we've had. Uh, all the way from Germany, all the way from far-flung Germany, we have uh, one, he's, he's sort of got a mononym, it's interesting. We have one Brahms, ready to play us to sleep. Ready to play us to sleep. So this is Brahms with his, his uh, platinum hit lullaby.
and welcome back to National Public Radio. Man, I always get fucking amped up when I listen to that song. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's not. I'm that's, sorry. I just, I'm so, so much energy. To our, to our live listeners, I apologize for that. Oh my God. Bra- Brahms is trashing the studio right now. He's really amped up too. I saw him. He had like four Red Bulls before he came in. It, yeah. To our listening audience, yeah. if you fell asleep during that song, you are now under citizen's arrest. So For, for not consuming great culture. I will say Brahms is is an interesting performer as as we see him now trashing the studio. It's interesting how those yeah, the, those those baroque influences really you see it come through in his physicality and in his um his views on on the use of inverted fifths and speaking of views and those. If I may, our last segment today will be Planet Money. Planet Money. Thank you. J.H. Wickline, if I may ask you, what is the value of the U.S. dollar today? Thank you, Darian. Today, September 30th, 2022, the value of the U.S. dollar is $1. And that has been Planet Money. Thank you very much, J.H. Wickline. With that being said, we're going to transition to uh, the final portion of today's episode, where we will preview next week's show. Next week, we'll have a new guest on, and I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, we'll be starting next week with Pop Culture Happy Hour? Pop Culture Happy Hour. Yeah, I'm looking uh, over at our list right now, and that, that looks right. Next week, uh, Dua Lipa and Trevor Noah will have broken up in a fiery separation, so we'll be talking about that. After that, we'll probably move on to, wait, wait, of course, of this rough draft. I mean, don't hold us to this. Don't but hold us to it. After that, we'll probably do a wait, wait, don't tell me roundtable quiz. Uh, that'll be a way to get the audience a little bit uh, amped up on the news of the day. Of course, after that, we will interview our special guest, to be named later, uh, and then transition into Citizen's Arrest, a new hit segment. But don't tell our guest that. Otherwise, they won't admit to the crime. Everybody, hush, hush. Hush, hush. Shh. Of course, Logan Gary will then lead us through news of the day, left, right, and center. And can you tell us a little bit about the news of next week, Logan Gary? I I gots to know. No, absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, Next week, um, uh, we're mostly going to be focused on headlines around Andrew Tate. Um, He's going to be in the news next week, and uh, and gosh, I I can't wait to tell you guys what he will have done. It will not have been pretty. Wow, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. Of course, then J.H. Wickline will provide an update on the financial system on Planet Money. Planet Money, one of our most popular recurring segments, actually. So please do tune in to WYBC's coverage of NPR next week, Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Gentlemen, any last thoughts for the listening audience before JH plays us out? Yeah, I just want to say I'm doing a, I'm doing a live show at the, um, the, the Tampa Imagine Theater. Um, th- this will be October 13th at 7 p.m., um, tickets are, uh, it, it, it's, it's pay what you want. Um, and I think that's why tickets have not been going fast on that. And so that's fine. You don't have to book it right now because it's pay what you want. But so Tampa, Imagine Theater, October 13th, 7 p.m. Uh, come and we'll, we'll have some fun talking about oceanography. We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about the favorite constellations of, uh, of the audience, and I'll give um, a little bit of a view on, uh, on the architecture of the, the Capitol building. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I've got. Any plugs, J.H.? Yeah, yeah. Bell House, mark your calendars. Bell House, New York City, 
Tuesday afternoon, next week, I will be there with Nathan Cress. You may know him as Freddie from iCarly. And we'll be doing spoken word poetry, but with a little bit of a funny bone about the pop culture happenings of today. Uh, if you say my name, if you say my name at the door, you get in half price. If you say Nathan Cress's name, you get in free. That's just how they set it up. That wasn't really my call. Um, so come on down. Um, it's going to be great. Bell House, New York, Tuesday afternoon next week. Oh, and don't forget, our first live show will be in Houston. So uh, please do join us uh, at Houston, nprpresents.org. You'll find more information about the live show. Uh, I heard Domenico Montanero will be there, as a number of other NPR correspondents. Um, so please do join us. We are really excited to get back out on the road. Fantastic. Any, any final words? I guess those were our final words. That's right, J.H. Bring Thanks. us out. Thanks, everybody.